Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Well, I don't know about you, but I, I tell you, I, I love having people in my life that I can count on if I need them. Uh, I, I hope that, that you have people in your life that you can count on if you need them. Not that, not that you always have to, not that it doesn't have to be even like constant, but just if, you, if and when you need them. Somebody and some peoples that you could turn to. Having those people in your life is really such a blessing. I, I think about myself, and obviously, most notably, my wife. I, I can say for sure, you're Rebbitson. There are times when I'm distraught and uh, about something, and I can lean on her for support. And I, I remember times when I've really leaned on our Rebbitson, when when I've been hurting for one reason or another. And gosh, how amazing that is! Uh, likewise, the rest of my family, uh, who I can count on when needed, but also members of my spiritual mishpacha, people like uh, people like the vids or the the carousellos of other people, the Bartlets, the Blicksilvers. I, I don't want to mention names; it's it's a too long a list. Faithful people in our spiritual mishpacha that I know that I can count on, if needed. That I know I can count on these people. There are many others, people that I know would be there if I needed them. Even if I don't need them at any one point, there's a blessing knowing that they would be there if needed. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not like I necessarily, like you necessarily have to call on people all the time. It can be incredibly rare, but, but knowing that there are people who are there for you if you are in a pinch or in a tight spot in, a, in a, a difficult situation that you could reach out to if you needed them. Wow, what a blessing that is. It's a huge thing. Ecclesiastes, please, chapter 4, the book of Ecclesiastes. In the Tanakh, Ecclesiastes, written by Melech Shlomo, King Solomon, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, the wisest man ever to live. So you know that there's going to be some rich stuff in the things that he writes. And we're going to I'm going to try to paint a little bit of a picture for you today regarding some things in the word. There's a consistent theme that runs through the word that is something that all of us would nod our heads yes, 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 yes. But I think that the world in general is lacking this. And to me it's it's a uh, seminal to who we are. It's 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 key 
to that which can produce blessing within us and around us uh, and can keep us encouraged, uplifted, safe. And, uh, and, and we see this. There's a consistent theme. We're going to walk through this a little bit. I'm going to show you some interesting things even that revolve around this weekend. But let's start with Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, where Solomon says, Two are better than one because they get a good return for their effort. For if they fall, the one will lift up his companion. But oi to the one who falls and has no one to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie together, then they will be warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Verse 12, though a man might overpower one, two can stand against him. Moreover, a threefold cord cannot be quickly broken. Kind of a, an allusion there to our, our God. It's one cord, threefold. One cord, threefold, you see? We just finished the new members class. Uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks, we'll be introducing our new members. It was a great class. There's no question. It was a lot of fun and good, good people. I'm really excited about this new members class. But part of the importance of congregational membership is this principle that's in Ecclesiastes. Part of the importance of it, friends, we need each other. We need each other. Put it straight up and point blank. We're stronger together. Listen, I know that may seem a little cliche, but I'm going to point out to you that there is a biblical spiritual principle that revolves around this point that you can find in many different places in Scripture that really emphasizes the significance of this point. We need each other. We are stronger together. This principle that we read about in Ecclesiastes, two are stronger than one. Now, yes, does, does this imply like married couples and stuff? Yes, for sure, but not just. It, it, this, this can be for, you, for singles also. The point is, is that we need other people. It might be a sibling. It might be a parent, a child, a cousin. It might be a, a, somebody in the congregation. But the point is, is that it's important to have, retain, and develop those ties with each other because together we are stronger. I want to share something with you. This was really interesting. Bruce has uh, celebrated Purim, our cancer today, celebrated Purim since he was a wee little boy. Did you always dress up for Purim when you were a little kid? Not so much? Okay, not so much, but you ate the hamantaschen, didn't you? Okay, that he did. Ah, uh, you, you booed the favorite villain. Okay, well, not our favorite, our, but, but yes, yeah. Uh, I assume that uh, your family had a deli, didn't it? Or some kind of a restaurant? Yeah, yeah. Well, in any case, uh, a very Jewish. I want to share something with you that you may have never thought of before. It's something that I had not seen before until really digging deep into this whole topic. And, and, and I'm talking about something that relates to this Purim season, this Purim season. What are we remembering? We're remembering during Purim. Of course, we got the big party coming up Sunday, the service Monday. We're remembering the time, those thousands of years ago, when a villain tried to kill all of our people. 
He was unhappy with Mordecai, and by extension, he was unhappy with all the Jewish people, and he was unhappy that they would not bow to him or worship foreign gods. And so let's go to Esther chapter 3, please, because we're going to read a, a couple things here that are revelatory regarding specifically the topic that we're talking about here today. So, uh, so let's, let's pick it up. Let's pick up the story, Dean, uh, as we remember when this evil man was talking with King Ahasuerus and tries to convince the king that the Jewish people are bad and should all be done away with. So again, understand the premise. He's trying to convince the king why the Jewish people are bad and why they should all be done away with. That's what we're reading about in, in Esther chapter 3, uh, verse 8. Okay, here we go. Haman. <laughs> okay, you're ready. You're ready for Sunday. Okay, you're ready for Purim. Good for you. That was a little bit of a test, but man, that was strong. First time I mentioned his name a few weeks ago as we were getting ready for it, there were some booze, but that was full Purim form. So well done, well done, well done. Okay, so this guy then said to King Ahasuerus, what did, what did he say to the king? He said, there is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom whose laws differ from those of every other people and who do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's interest to tolerate them. Ooh. Okay, what was this? Friends, this was his sales pitch to destroy the Jewish people. This was his sales pitch to the king to destroy the Jewish people. They don't obey the king's laws and catch it now. I want you to catch it in a way that maybe you haven't noticed before. He said that they are a people that are scattered and dispersed among all the provinces of your kingdom. Now, it's interesting because when you know this about politicians, right? Politicians oftentimes choose their words very carefully. And if he's making his big sales pitch to commit mass genocide of a people, everything he's going to say in his sales pitch is intentional and purposeful. So why would it be that he is focusing on them being scattered and dispersed? Friends, he is implying that they are weak, that they are not together. They are scattered and dispersed. They are weak. You can just take care of them. Now, it's interesting when the evil man makes a sales pitch as to why the Jewish people should all be killed, we read in the next chapter, go to, to Esther chapter 4, we, we read in the next chapter, fast-forwarding a little bit, about Queen Esther and her response. What is her response to the evil man's argument to King Ahasuerus? It's very interesting to hear her response. Perhaps you've not noticed this before. To me, it's pretty 
substantial and pretty significant. Esther chapter 4, verse 15, verses 15 and 16. So Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Shushan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will fast in the same way. Afterwards, I will go to the king, even though it's not according to the law. So if I perish, I perish. That's a dramatic, one of the most dramatic lines in all the Bible, no question. But she was being very sincere. Did you catch it? Did you see it? Did you, did you notice exactly what she did? Here, let me, let me point it out. The villain said, the villain said that the Jewish people were scattered and dispersed. Esther's response, go, gather together all the Jews. Do you see this? There is the response. Unity. Togetherness. It's a direct contradiction to that which the enemy claims makes us weak. It's a direct contradiction to that. And this gathering together for prayer and for fasting makes Esther strong. It emboldens Esther. It gives her this boldness to say, I'm going to go before the king. Why? Because I know I got my troops behind me. We're going to be in unity. Gather them all together. They said we're scattered. It reminds me of the Valley of Dry Bones in the book of Ezekiel. They say our bones are scattered and, and, and all torn apart. But prophesy to the bones that the bones will come together, God tells Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. And it's the national resurrection of the Jewish people. This is in some ways what Esther is doing here. Go gather all my people. Gather them together. Get them to pray fast for me. Then I'm going to go before the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Boom. It's the counter move. She's counter moving to what the adversary is doing, and it involves being together. And in unity, there's power in this. Beloved, we need each other. Sometimes we need to fast and pray together. The, the fast of Esther is Monday. Anyone is welcome to do it. It's the sun up to sundown traditionally. Beloved, you need friends that are strong followers of Messiah. All of us do because we need each other. Young people, make friends who love God. Some young, young people, teenagers, young adults say, well, but I don't really click with everybody. And you know, listen, we need unity in the body of Messiah. Let that start when you are younger. Listen, I'm not saying that everybody has to be your bestie. <laughs> but you should develop a network of friends that love God because we're all in this together. You don't, you don't have to connect on, on that certain level with everybody, but, but, but friends, having this network of people surrounds you, all that are unified in a love for God, there's power in it, straight up. 
When we're together, big things can happen. Amen. You don't need to turn to it, but in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13, we read about the dedication of the temple, Solomon's temple. And when you read it, it's very interesting what it says. It talks about the crowd and, and their worship and adoration of God as the temple was being dedicated and consecrated. The, 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 the musicians were singing and, and, the, and the priests were there and, 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 and worshiping and, and the whole thing was just an intense moment. And it says in the scripture that it crescendoed and just grew louder and louder and louder and louder and then boom, the glory of God hits the temple in the form of this cloud and it says that the priests could not even stand. They couldn't even stand because the glory, the Shekhinah, the glory of the Almighty, of Hashem, the glory of Almighty God was so strong and powerful at that moment when everyone was together collectively worshiping, exalting the Lord. Boom, this divine presence fell in a powerful way. Turn to Acts chapter 2, please. This is not a unique occurrence if you look through Scripture it is not a, something highly out of the ordinary. You'll find the presence of God in a palpable way oftentimes when people gather together. Acts chapter 2, you know that story, that special Shavuot. But, but what, do I, what do I want to emphasize today? It was one of the most powerful moments in history, that Shavuot in Yerushalayim. Verse 1 Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Shavuot had come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. When did the power of the Spirit of God fall? When they were all together. The power of the Spirit of God came as a rushing one when they were there all together. Friends, there is power in being together. It can be a small group. It can be a bigger. It doesn't have to be 10,000 people, but there is a power, even a small group, there's a power in being together. There's a power that, that is different than being alone. Matthew chapter 18, please. Listen to the words of Messiah Yeshua. This is very interesting and, and, and can be confusing unless you, you understand a little bit of the, the reasoning and the context. But also there's a supernatural element to what Messiah Yeshua says in Matthew chapter 18 about this very topic. Let's examine the words of Messiah. Matthew 18, verse 19 Yeshua is saying this. He says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth about anything they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Right, Jarrell? Wow, there I am in their... It's so interesting. Now, now friends... We know it only takes one person to pray. It only takes one person to pray. And, and God does hear the prayers of just that one person. If you're by yourself, 
and you pray, God hears your prayers. So what's this all about? What, what is Yeshua trying to say here? I don't know if you've ever thought about that before, but what, what's he trying to say? Well, he's specifically talking about, he specifically says two or more. I mean, what's the whole point? If, 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 there's, if there's zero difference with just one and, and two or more, then why even say this? There's got to be something that's different about two or more. And there is, by the way. There's got to be something that's different. There's a couple of thoughts as to how to understand this passage that may, that may help you. First, on a very deep but practical level, it's much easier to go astray when left only to ourselves. Amen. Okay? It's much easier to take a wrong path, to, to find yourself off in left fields. We can so easily go off track if we don't have people in our lives who are believers who will tell us the truth. People can sometimes become kind of self-absorbed, right? And it can skew their perspectives on life. Or what even what prayers are all about. And, and what does it turn into? It turns into, their, even their prayer life can it turn into just a plain all out laundry list of requests for them. It's all about them, you know. The man once said, I used to be a narcissist. Now look at me. <laughs> yeah, think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> if there are two in agreement, they're much more likely to be in the will of God. So within two or more, there is more safety. Why? If two or more are in agreement, these are talking about people of faith, right? What does that mean? Okay. If, if, if somebody is getting really off theologically or, or is asking for something that is just really distorted, and if they are with someone who is honest with them, okay, th then, then what happens? They're really not going to be in agreement, you see, in the prayer. So you're much more likely to be in agreement if you are in the will of God. There's some safety if you pray with someone in agreement, that you will be in the will of God, much more likely. Also, as if to emphasize the importance of being together, Yeshua gives special credence to prayers uttered jointly. There is a power in being together that is supernatural. Part of it is, part of it I can explain, as, as, I, as I just did, if you will, Part of it is just plain all out supernatural is just the way that God designed it. And he has his own divine reasons and purposes, but unquestionably, there's something special about being together and lifting up a need or lifting up anything to God. Yeshua further tells us that when two or three are gathered in his name, he is in their midst. Whenever two or three or more are gathered in his name, hmm, gathered in his name, gathered 
People gathered together in his name. Wow, what events are there where people are specifically gathered in his name? Hmm, let me think about that really hard. Oh, wow, Shabbat services. Oh, oh my gosh, I just came up with one. <laughs> my goodness, who would have thunk? Shabbat services, scripture studies, your Chavarah. Friends, there is something about being together, y'all. There's something about being together in his name that draws in, in, a, in some kind of a differentiated way, the presence of the Almighty God. The presence of the Almighty is here with us today. And please, God, you can sense the presence of God wherever it is that you're watching or if you're watching online or listening to this podcast as well. Hebrews chapter 10. See, if we understand this whole principle about how when multiple people are gathered together in Yeshua's name, he is in the midst of us, and how and how if multiple people come together uh, uh, agreeing on earth that it shall be done for them, there is great power in it in the heavenlies. All of this makes Hebrews chapter 10 make more sense. What does the passage say in the book of Yehudi Meshachim, the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 24? And it says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. How are we going to stir up one another to love and good deeds? Verse 25, and do not neglect our own meetings, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Friends, we gather together. We gather together. Why do we gather together? I told you in my email to you members, by the way, I said, you're going to be happy if you come this weekend. You're going to feel good about yourself. Why? Or maybe if you're watching online. Okay, listen, we gather together. Why? To stir up one another to love and good deeds. And because Yeshua is in our midst. When two or three or more come together in his name, this is like the, the exact definition of what a, a service is in our congregation. Revelation chapter 5 also tells us that what in heaven will all be worshiping our God together with the angels. We'll all be worshiping and singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. We'll all be singing that, that song like that, How Great Is Our God. We'll all be lifting that up corporately together, even with the, with the angels. You know, I, I'm pretty confident, and now this is speculation, I'm fair, fair warning. I'm pretty confident, though, that all the angels that are in this room right now were worshiping with us. Wow. I know that they were lifting up our God just like we were. When we were singing, how great is our God, they were like, how great is our God, even more than you know. <laughs> I, I really believe it. Beloved, listen, if you can be here, then be here. 
If you are local, there is a special blessing associated with being together that cannot be fully realized being apart. If you are lo- and I say this lovingly, we have a lot of members who watch online too, and listen, that, that's such a blessing to have that. But if you are local and you can be here, there is a special blessing from God by being together. Yes, oftentimes it is more convenient to simply watch from the lazy boy. You might get a hint, it's called a lazy boy. <laughs> Isn't that one of the deadly sins? I mean, I... <laughs> Oh, I, I, I have a lazy boy. Okay, so I'm full disclosure here. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. Just a, just a point. Also, also, as a side note, let, let me say this. I want you here if you can possibly be here, unless you're sick. You know, it's interesting. I, talked to, I saw this one preacher one time say, it doesn't matter if you're sick, you still come because we have faith. And I thought, wow, that's really kind of dumb. You know, God gives us sechel, maybe a Yiddish word. God gives us the uh, wisdom, okay? He gives us wisdom and intelligence to know that we live in a fallen world. Brother, sister, if you are sick, please watch our line. <laughs> if you're coughing or sneezing or got a cold or a flu, please watch online. Don't test the Lord. We're not handling snakes in this place. (laughs) And we'll pray for you. Pray that the Lord brings you out of that illness from home. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying here? God gives us wisdom on a practical level. Hello. However, if you're feeling good, Jim, as my dad would say, come on in. (laughs) The water's fine. (laughs) And that goes for our Tuesday night scripture studies also, and your monthly chavarah. Boy, some of you, you know what? Some of you miss your monthly chavarah. Some of our very faithful members even miss your monthly chavarah. You don't go. And I got to tell you, based on everything I'm reading in the scripture, you are missing out on something. I'm talking to you members now for just a minute. You are missing out on something. Why? Because those chavras are smaller and intimate. You can get to know more people in your area and get to know some people who you can connect with so that when you're going through it, there's somebody that you know that you can call and say, will you pray for me? I can't, I can't take all the calls in the congregation to pray for you. I love you. This is what all of our other Havara leaders and, and what each is, uh, all of us are all here for, for each other. This is, this is part of the purpose. There is a power in being together. There is a power. Now you can ignore it and you will ignore it to your, to your own challenge. I don't know how to say that. Okay, and, and this goes also with an understanding for people watching remotely. We have a number of members and, and a growing number of members who, who are remote members, which I never anticipated before the pandemic. But if you're remote, join in wherever you can and whenever you can. And at the least, try to join other believers in prayer, even if it's somebody else in your own household. 
Look for people that you can connect with to be able to, to lift up a need together, to be able to share something going on with you in your life, to ask for some counsel from somebody. It might be somebody else in your own household. It might be a relative. It might be a friend. Because the power is exponential if you're together. The power is exponential, truly, if you're together. For sure, if you're one of our remote members, make sure you're attending your monthly Chavara on Zoom. Also, we have something that our regular members don't even really know about. We have our Achad prayer uh, meetings on a regular basis for those who are our remote members, who are those who are out of town. Join in in those remote Zoom prayer meetings. They're led by the Goldbergs, do a wonderful job, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about those things. Connect in every opportunity you can. Why? Because we need each other. Do you read the scripture? Scriptures are crystal clear. Proverbs 15, please. Proverbs 15. The Bible could not be more clear on this topic. We need to follow what the scriptures instruct us and not put our own needs, wants, desires first. You know what? I got to be honest with you what it is, Damien, is it's people, sometimes it's a self-defeating thing. Sometimes I'll see people who will, who will not really kind of connect in, but will be a little bit fringe. And, and it, oftentimes it's because they've got things that they want to do. Uh, in other words, they're kind of putting themselves a little bit first, but yet it's self-defeating in as much as when they are in their great time of need, they need other people, but they don't have as much of that network of other people because they've been so self-absorbed to start with. And so in trying to put themselves first, they hurt themselves, especially in their biggest time of need. Does that make sense? Proverbs chapter 15, when we work together, we benefit. Proverbs 15 verse 22 says this, it says, plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. I'm giving you scripture after scripture after scripture that all says the same thing. Friends, there is, as, as the saying goes, there is wisdom in a multitude of godly counsel. We read here in Proverbs 15. There is wisdom in a multitude of godly counsel. And, and, and brother and sister, listen carefully. <laughs> when you ask for advice, don't go advice shopping. <laughs> I'm telling you, a lot of people do this. When I say a lot, I mean a lot of people do this. And they feel somehow self-righteous for having asked for advice, and so, but, but, but what do they do? They, they wait to hear, they wait until they hear what they want to hear, right? Or, or they ask people who will only tell you what you want to hear. That's, let me give you a word for that, useless. <laughs> useless, how about that, right? People sometimes, I see it, you know, people will... <laughs> This just this happened recently where, you know, somebody had asked me for advice, but they asked other people for advice, and they took the other advice. Well, they liked that advice better. It's what they wanted to do, maybe. I don't know, you know? No, friends, 
when, when we ask for godly counsel, we can't go advice shopping. I want to ask, what, what do you think? Uh, oh, you don't really agree with me? Okay, thanks for your advice. What do you think? You don't really think it's best? Okay, well, thanks for your advice. What do you think? Uh, I think it's the right thing to do. Oh, great, I got a confirmation. Praise God, I got my confirmation. Yes, I knew that that's what I should do. Thank you for, for giving me that advice. Oh, Lord, I followed godly counsel, God. Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you, my brother, my sister. Thank you, gave me the counsel that I needed, that confirmation. And now I go, and something falls apart. I sought counsel. Yeah, you sought like enough counsel until somebody told you what you wanted to hear. Or you sought counsel with people who were gonna be yes men and just tell you what you wanna hear. Well, I think I need to sell my house and, and, and buy a McDonald's franchise. Well, do you have any experience in the fast food industry? I like a Big Mac. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you go for that, yeah. Oh, really, you think so? Um, yeah, 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 you go for that. It'd be real good. Okay, come on. <laughs> no, no, in fact, you should seek people who you know will tell you. One of the other things I suggest you do is when you seek counsel, give the other person the freedom, intentionally give the other person the freedom to tell you what you don't want to hear before you ask. So that's what a good thing to do is to say, hey, listen, I want to ask for your advice about something, but before I do, please, I'm begging you, please, don't just say what you think I want to hear, and don't just affirm what I'm saying. Please, I'm, I'm really asking you as a friend, if, this, if you have any hesitations about this, please express it. Please tell me. Huh? You're giving them the freedom. That's really a good thing to do. It's wise. It's a wise thing to do, right? Don't think that you know it all, though. You got to seek counsel. I've often found that other people's perspectives fill in my gaps. I was telling people we had an incredible couples retreat last weekend. Wow, that was a great couples retreat. It was just unbelievable. Uh, we, we had the, the whole room was full of, of, of our couples and, and Dr. Tucker and, and Glenda. Man, they did such a wonderful job, Robinson. Uh, they were such a blessing, and the whole couple's retreat was truly amazing. And, and, and this whole point happened to me recently. I shared it at the couple's retreat. I told everybody there, but I'll tell you, just so it's, it's on the record even, is that when, Mar when our leadership team, when our leadership team here at Bethel brought up, hey, Rabbi, let's do a couple's retreat. We think it would be nice. My advisors told me that it was needed. And I said, yeah, but, you know, it's a lot of work, and we got a lot of things going on, and we're trying to do a lot of other things, and, whoo, boy, that's, uh, you know, it's hard to find a place that's, that's not too expensive, and uh, we're just trying to come out of COVID and build momentum back, and, and are you sure? <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, eh, I don't know. I don't know if people will even sign up for it, and I don't know. And they were like, Rabbi, we really think we need a couple's retreat. And I was like, okay, let's do it, <laughs> right? But what happened? My advisors were right. I was wrong. You need to listen to advice. You need to listen to counsel. 
It's very important. Esther chapter 9. Let's get back to the Purim studies. We get ready to conclude the introduction. Esther chapter 9. <laughs> Getting back to the Purim story. Interestingly, what was the decree once victory was attained? What was the decree once victory was attained? Listen to the decree uh, as to how they slash we are to respond. Here as to they, the people, the Jewish people, were to respond once victory was achieved in the time of Queen Esther and Mordecai. Listen to this decree. It's very interesting. And by the way, the decree continues on through today to us. Esther chapter 9 verse 20 says this. Mordecai recorded these events and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the provinces of King Ahasuerus, both near and far, urging them to celebrate the 14th and 15th days of Adar every year as the days when the Jews got relief from their enemies and as the month when their sorrow was turned into joy and their mourning into celebration. These were to be days of feasting, celebration, and sending presents of food to one another and giving gifts to the poor. Very interesting. Did you catch it? Verse 28 says also later that this should be an everlasting commemoration. Okay, so, the, so in other words, we should still be doing what it says in Esther chapter 9. Ah, so what happened was that the Jewish people celebrated the victory given to them by God through Queen Esther. How? How? How did they celebrate this victory as, as commanded? By getting together and feasting, celebrating, sending food to one another, and helping the poor. Ah, community, community, togetherness. Friends, biblically, Purim can't really be celebrated alone. Amen. Can't be done. So for sure, yes, come Sunday and, and Monday, one of the mitzvot traditionally associated with Purim, as I mentioned, is to hear the reading from the Megillah of Esther, and we'll hear it on Monday night. Come join us for that. It's going to be a blessing. But how very interesting that even the response, the victory, the way to commemorate the victory was by getting together to celebrate. There's something special about that. So beloved, don't get caught in your own echo chamber where you only hear from and rely on yourself. In the words of that great sage, Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. <laughs> it is a trap to get in your own echo chamber where you're listening only to yourself. On the contrary, seek to be with others, especially those who love God, because the biblical spiritual principle is that we are stronger 
together. The title of my message is Together. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if there's anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your hearts. If that's you and you've never given your life to God, but you want to, here's your opportunity. It's a sincere prayer where you invite Messiah to, to come in. You profess that you believe that he is the Messiah, risen again, sitting at the right hand of God. Ask him for forgiveness of your sins. We all need atonement, guys. None of us are perfect. We all need that forgiveness. And so if you're here today and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, but you want to today, raise your hand and we'll pray together. That's you, just raise your hand. Be honest about it. Is there anyone who has not done so but wants to today? Doesn't matter if you're Jewish or you're not Jewish. All that matters is that you're breathing. <laughs> Perhaps you're watching online and you've never said that prayer or listening in the podcast. If so, say this simple prayer and God will touch you and change you on the inside. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Thank you, God. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email or call the office. We just want to celebrate with you. Perhaps if you were in here and you committed your life to God, see me after the service. I just want to encourage you. Oh, Lord, I thank you for this word, this message. God, and by the way, it's not, a, it's not at all a condemning message. It's an encouraging message. If you're watching online and, and you're like, wow, boy, he's pointing his finger at me. Honest to gosh, I'm not. Really, I'm not. I'm just trying to encourage you in a way that's going to help you in the long run. I'm glad you're, you're watching online. If you're watching online, that's, that's a blessing. We're listening on the podcast. Lord, give us more a sense of togetherness. Give us more a sense of uh, bond us together in the unity of the Spirit of God. Lord, help us to, to be there for one another, to look out for one another. Not in some kind of worldly way, but in a, but in a spiritual sense, Lord, where we kind of have each other's spiritual backs, where we're there as a shoulder to cry on if necessary, where we're looking out for each other because we care for each other. Man, let us care for each other. Let us care for other people. God, let people be drawn into this place, not for this place's sake, but let people be drawn in here, Lord, because there's mishpacha here, this togetherness. I love it. I thank you for these things, God. We bless you for them. In the name of Yeshua, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. 
Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethel family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and Shalom. Nine, 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 nine.